This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Bonus episode 22 centimeter. On this episode, we review the early show at the Paramount Theater in Seattle, Washington on August 17, 2019. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Seattle number two. (laughs) Seattle show number two is in the books. We did it. The first time on this tour that there are two shows, you know, two shows. (laughs) I mean, there are three, but (laughs) for this episode, two shows in a row (laughs) in the same venue and city. It's late, guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dave and I saw two shows tonight, and we're recording these episodes separately. So right, so so we're gonna so basically how we're gonna <laughs> split up today because we did see two shows today is we're gonna do one episode focused mainly on the first early show, and then we're gonna follow up with a second episode on the late show. So we may get confused, we may mess up, and there may be, start talking. There, about there certainly <laughs> is some, some carryover between the two shows, but we're we're gonna try to get through them as quickly as you can. So let's start off real quick. This morning, you had the great idea that let's go out get some breakfast. Yeah, you know, typically I like to eat three meals <laughs> every day. It's just a thing that was instilled in me when I was a child. <laughs> No, yeah, so we checked out the hotel breakfast, and as great as the hotel is, their breakfast didn't seem very appetizing, so we, yeah, we we found this place called, I don't even remember what it's called, it's like the Whole Wheat or something? Yeah, wheat I don't, World? I don't, something with wheat. <laughs> something with wheat in it. Yeah, uh, actually, it was a really cool, it was like a little breakfast cafe in this really artsy area of Kent. So we parked, and as we're walking into the restaurant... Notice there was like knitted sweaters, on, <laughs> but not like there weren't armholes, but they were knitted to fit on the telephone poles and the or the light the poles. light poles, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like almost, it was every light pole on that street. Had but a, they had, had very a on it. <laughs> interesting designs and colors and yarns. It was it was really cool, and there was actually tags on them for the artists. Instagram, but I didn't look close enough. Pretty really cool. cool little section of Kent that we discovered and ate breakfast, and it was really good. The food I had French toast. Oh yeah, Stodden, yeah. How was that? Stodden French toast. How was I believe that? It's called. That looks really good. It was good. It had some nuts in it, which I knew was in there because it, it was advertised right. to be in there. I didn't know if I necessarily liked the nuts in my French toast. So I was, uh, <laughs> so I was. Uh, I a prefer bit... nuts to not be in my French toast. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little bit strange for me, but it was, uh, it was, it was really tasty. Actually, it was good. I got an omelet, and the way that we were sitting in the booth, we were actually like below the level <laughs> of the sidewalk. We like, yeah, you, really you mentioned that. Weird. And I looked over, and I'm like, my elbow is the <laughs> sidewalk height, and then we're right next to a train track. So I said, oh, I bet if a train goes by, we'll feel it because <laughs> we're yeah. underground. And then at least two trains went by, and we felt it. There were two trains that went by, yeah, so it was fun. It was good. We stopped in this really cool little art store. I think it was called Raven, Raven Art or something. You handed me the card. I I lost it. Um, (laughs) But I just was, like, peeking in the window, and they had these necklaces made out of 
doll parts. It's <laughs> as bizarre as it sounds. They had necklaces and earrings made out of cut up like Barbie dolls. Like some of them were hands. Just and, and the the most interesting one to me was a necklace made from one of those winking dolls, like the baby dolls where you like when you tilt them, their yeah, eyes closed. Right. But it was just the eyeball hanging from a string. It was awesome. It sounds creepy. It was really creepy. <laughs> if I wore jewelry, I would totally stock up on body part doll jewelry. And we did go get our nails done. That's right. We drove by this plaza, and there was a big sign that said Nails 2000. I said, hey, if you know, maybe tomorrow if we're back in this area, we should come take a picture. And then you just drove in there, and we, <laughs> we had a whole photo shoot. Why do, we, why do we have to come back here tomorrow when we're here right now? Yeah, that was it. And we kind of came back. We, then we got ready for the concert, right? And then we just went back to Seattle proper. Right. And About 25, 30 minutes. 25, 30 minutes. There was a, surprisingly for a Saturday afternoon, there was more traffic than there was on Friday evening. Yeah. Which was a little bit... Maybe it was definitely surprising. It was surprising to me. What I'm used to is, you know, on, day, on weekdays you get the commuter traffic, which usually slows things down a lot. And then on the weekends, it tends to just be, you know, the, the people coming in to do activities. Then the commuter, you know, the commuters are staying home with, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a little strange to see that much traffic uh, on a Saturday. But, you know, it really, it only added a couple minutes to our... Yeah, it wasn't bad. So we, we parked in the same parking garage as yesterday, and then we took a, a hike a few blocks to Target. There were just a few things we needed, and we didn't pass any sort of pharmacy or you know store like that, so we went to the Target. And Target was actually in a really cool area. It's by that Pike's Market, right? Um, which we're probably going to head to tomorrow to check that out a little bit. But also there was a gentleman and some reason there was a piano on on the sidewalk and this guy was playing the piano and one of the songs well i was was hanging outside while uh, ethan and jackie went to target to pick up the stuff they needed and i was listening to this guy play the piano and one of the songs he played was the uh theme from the super mario brothers <laughs> arcade game so it was great <laughs> it was kind of cool i was like oh i wish i, I could have heard this. it um, so he was constantly he was just playing all different different tunes, and it was kind of interesting. Yeah, so then we headed to the venue, and we got there just a few minutes before the show started. I think we sat down with, like, one minute to spare. Yeah. <laughs> really. We did notice that Javier was back in the first row. Exact same scene <laughs> exact he was Exact same scene he was in yesterday's <laughs> episode. Front and center. Great seat. Great seat, actually. And I did notice that as I'm sitting down, I'm, I look over... And Fred is sitting right directly across the aisle. Oh, from yeah, us. that's right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. We were sitting right next to Fred. Yeah, and just on Javier, I complimented him on his seat. He's like, yeah, I like to sit close. It's like, I think everyone likes to sit close. <laughs> <laughs> he was really sitting in the same yeah. exact seat. Yeah. yeah fact, I don't seat. even know if he moved. He may have just stayed there. He could have. Time. He could have, yeah. Squatter's rights. He just... <laughs> Sorry. I've been here since yesterday. <laughs> Is there any more pre-show stuff? Well, there really wasn't that much pre-show stuff. Yeah, because like we got, got there. there like, with a, yeah. like I really sat down when there was like a minute before Eric came out. Again, Eric Roth, conductor for th- this show. And he started into the Raiders March. We did note that some of our friends were back in the orchestra. Yeah, that first guy I noticed was the guy who looked like Philo from <laughs> UHF, who we mentioned from yesterday. So... 
just based on seeing him again, I was like, okay, it's the same orchestra. Yeah, and I did. <laughs> I didn't recognize anyone else. He's the only one I really looked at. I did recognize. Remember, I had teased in the last episode there was somebody that looked familiar to me. Well, was finally after I pointed it out to you and Jackie, I got a couple ideas. Uh, some of them where you had mentioned you think he might have looked a little bit like Steven Spielberg. I yeah. thought he might have looked a little bit like Christopher Guest. And then Jackie said, you know what he looks like? He looks like Bernie Sanders. And yeah. as soon as she said he looks like Bernie Sanders, like, that's it. He's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and I, yeah, I hadn't I didn't say that to you, but I had that thought during the concert. <laughs> like, you know, he kind of looks like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> so he was uh, playing he's playing uh, one of the violins sitting in the front section. So Bernie Sanders was at the show along with Philo, <laughs> which is really cool. It's really cool that you, you think that, you know, Al doesn't have to step up and get all these celebrities in to also right. play in the orchestra. It's just cool enough that he has an orchestra but the fact that he's inviting these celebrities you know we did see mike airman trout on one of the earlier shows that, yep, in yep. uh, that was in philadelphia so it was really kind of cool that he brings these people in to kind yeah. of uh, fill in the roles of orchestra yeah members and he doesn't really even like make a big deal about them no he doesn't even orchestra. introduce them at the end kind of nice to see the celebrities coming out we did have mission impossible again yeah and superman and the star wars and yeah the theme. yeah so all great and you know i don't know how much we talked about it in the last episode but a very talented orchestra. Yeah, yeah this was they, a really they were yeah, on their game exceptional orchestra. They really were great. All three shows. Spoiler alert for the next show. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they oh. were horrible. The third show, the first two shows, they were right, great. Let's not ruin it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> During the intermission, we uh, went up and talked to Javier, and he gave us some uh, tourist tips on things to check out. Uh, he kind of said we should go check out Pike's Market, which yeah. we were kind of planning on yep. doing anyway. And he told us about, oh, you definitely want to take the monorail, because that will also take you down towards the Space Needle. As I well. can't hear and the word monorail and not think of the, the Simpsons, Simpsons episode. episode. <laughs> monorail. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to go on it just because it's a monorail, and yeah, I love that. It, it sounded like it would, it's kind of a cool trip just to take it down to near the Space Needle. And there's also that pop culture museum that's down there. Also, yeah, so which sounded which, cool. Which really sounds cool. So we got some things we got to do tomorrow, but we're going to try to make it back down to that area and kind of do some of these yeah. suggestions. So while we were talking to Javier and getting our pictures, another Facebook friend of mine, Josie Klein, who came over and said hello to us and introduced himself. So it was really yeah. cool. We took a picture with him. And as we're taking pictures, I'm standing like right in front of this woman. She's sitting down so she can see my legs pretty well. So she notices my Weird Al tattoos. And so she's like, I got to ask you a little bit about your tattoos. <laughs> so I started talking to her and she came with you know her, her two kids and her name was Rupa. And yeah. She was really fun to talk to. So And you know, she kind of was like, oh, you guys are doing a podcast and everything. And then so she wanted pictures with us. <laughs> yeah. Which was and, really cool. And, uh, so while we were talking to her, we mentioned it was our 14th show of the tour. And as we said that, the two folks sitting right behind her heard that. <laughs> and then they said to me while you were talking to her, did I hear correctly that this is your 14th show? And so then I had a whole conversation <laughs> with them. They were really not. I didn't get their names. And I'm pretty sure it was a mother and a son. I, but I have no idea. It's just my <laughs> assumption. And the woman, she was saying that she loves Al. She's seen him seven times before. Wow. So really cool. She was really excited for this show. And they also loved the idea of our podcast. So so that was cool. So maybe we'll get a couple of listeners from just meeting random yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, it's always cool to meet random people at, at Weird Al shows, you know, especially, you know, because, I mean, you're there because you all have that common interest in right. Weird Al. Oh, I did um, want to mention we decided to coordinate our shirts today, <laughs> and we just got T-shirts in, of course, we mentioned. So, Dave, you wore your, your white on red shirt. Yep. 
and I wore my stealth ninja shirt, which <laughs> I got it just because I wanted to see what it would look like. It's a black t-shirt with black writing, so you can barely see it. Any photos we took, it just looks like I'm wearing a black <laughs> shirt. <laughs> but I know, deep down, that it has our logo. <laughs> so. Yeah, in person it shows up really well. You can tell. That yeah, because it's, it's like kind of a shiny black. But the pictures, it just looks like Ethan's wearing a black shirt. <laughs> <laughs> a blank black shirt. This is two shows in one day, and I know that both shows sold VIP, so I was kind of curious how that's going to work out, whether they have to do the signings in between the shows. You know, is Al going to have enough time? And we did find out that they did the signings before the show. Yeah, so. signing in the photo. And so typically at the VIP experience, you get pizza <laughs> yes. and soda, you know. And I don't know if you want that at 10.30 in the morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they decided that instead they would give the people donuts and coffee. Yeah, and they actually apparently had voodoo donuts, nice. which are very, you know, well-known, high-quality fun donuts so it's really cool yeah it's kind of cool and it's just a little curious because one of the items you get with the vip package is a sheet music that was used in the concert that day right it's advertised something like that that might not be exact wording but right. sheet music that was used by the conductor for that particular concert so that concert hadn't happened yet so i don't know and i didn't find out this answer so if anyone knows this answer you can just <laughs> hit us up at 2000 inch and let us know but where did that sheet music come from because eric well, clearly had right <laughs> sheet music that he was using throughout that concert. imagine if like if eric like had to have everyone from <laughs> vip line up in like, like a correct order and like just one by one like run over <laughs> with their sheet <laughs> yeah i mean my guess is that you know, obviously there's more sheet music than there are people collecting sheet music each show. So I bet they have a big stack of leftover ones and probably had that in mind. Like, yeah, hey, I, I mean, show. obviously, you know, the way it was advertised is it was coming from the show that you were attending. Right. Which it usually does, except if, I guess, in this one rare case where, right. <laughs> where the show hasn't happened yet. We moved on to the start of the Al portion of the show with Beethoven's Fifth, as always, and the moves were in right into Fun Zone. Yeah, so yesterday on episode 21 Centimeter, you mentioned that Ruben gave a bow when he yes. came out, and he did not give one. No, I, he did not give one this time, but the way it looked to me is he was kind of like testing the audience to see, hey, are you guys awake? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he definitely didn't give a bow this time. There's no over-the-ear headphones for Steve. Yep. And Jim still has hair, you know, it's just still his regular hair. Was Jim wearing his jacket? For he was show? not wearing yeah. his jacket. I didn't think so. Um, the cool jacket that I, I mentioned, I think, in the New York episode. But I'd, met, I'd noticed it the whole tour, but yeah. in the New York centimeter, that's when I you know, brought it up. It's really cool, like with spikes on the shoulders, but yeah. he did not wear it for the early show. Al comes out and he does his little boneless boy dance, which I love. So funny. So then we went into the medley, yep. and I noticed that Al was wearing shiny shoes. I don't know if he was wearing those last night at the Friday night show. I don't remember. He seems to wear them a lot, so yeah, he I probably didn't... was, but I again, I didn't, yeah, I didn't notice, notice it. it one way or the other. Right. I didn't write it down or think about it on the Friday night show, but then I saw it today and I was like it seemed different to me yeah. so he may not have worn them who knows <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're also sitting in the audience it's kind of hard to see Al's shoes sometimes you just can't see Al's feet you know, right when he comes out yeah and depending on where you're sitting but you know when you do see those sparkly shoes you cannot miss them they're <laughs> yeah, so you, cool yes if you see them you will see them <laughs> so 
And of course, the medley. I lost on Jeopardy. I love Rocky Road and Like a Surgeon. Yeah. I do have a comment on I lost on Jeopardy, and I did okay. notice that during the bit where it's a video of Don Pardo. The audience just loved it. They were laughing like crazy at everything Don Pardo was saying. Oh my god, which yeah. Doesn't always happen. When you think about what Don Pardo is saying, it is absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's telling him all the reasons why he's a complete loser. But for some reason it just really struck this afternoon crowd as hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so then for Twineball intro, Al goes, Ah, oh, Seattle, you know, last time I was here was last night. <laughs> <laughs> That was great, he said. <laughs> yep. Of course, Seattle, the birthplace of the grunge rock movement, yep. birthplace of Starbucks coffee, and instead of singing about Seattle's many landmarks, I'm going to sing about the biggest ball of twine <laughs> in Minnesota. <laughs> it was great. Yep. So during Twine Ball, of course, I listened to see if I heard the car horn. Did you hear it? I did hear the car horn. I did, too. I did. I did. It's, it's very, it's slight. It was not a super prominent car horn, but I did hear it. It was during this song that I also noticed the green square, which I'm sure we will talk about the green square more on our conspiracy theory episode, but I pointed it out to you. And did you see it? When I pointed it out to you? I did see the green square. The way you had built this up over the past couple episodes is <laughs> I was expecting something like this giant flashing green neon <laughs> bright, you know, look at me light of some sort that was on stage and I was trying to find it and then I had to say, I don't see what you're seeing and you had to point it out to me several times before I kind of <laughs> noticed, okay, there is a green square and it is on Al's teleprompter. <laughs> so that is where you should be looking. <laughs> However, to me, it looked like maybe it was like a piece of tape or something. Yeah, that was... it's a piece of tape. <laughs> I guess I could have been more clear about that, but I didn't know you had these grand <laughs> expectations. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I've ever noticed it before because <laughs> if I have, I've probably just dismissed it in my mind as a, well, it's just a piece of tape on the equipment. Yeah, so like you probably were looking for it and then you saw that and you didn't think that that qualified. And there were a couple other pieces of equipment on stage that had the same little kind of green square on it. So, Oh, really? Oh, boy, here we go. Uh -oh. Yes, yes, there was, there's at least one other piece of equipment. I'll let you try to find okay. it or I'll All point right. it out to you. <laughs> At some point, but yeah, uh, so I was like, okay, this just kind of, I, I don't even know what it is. They label their equipment and that's just, or it's just leftover. Right, over. I right. Don't I don't know. I don't know what it was. But if we go back and we listen to the old episodes, uh, there was a point where I wasn't seeing it anymore and then it returned. <laughs> so <laughs> check the spreadsheet. Ask Frank to call up those spreadsheets. <laughs> so someone took this piece of tape, deliberately took it off this equipment Realized that Ethan missed it and put it back on. Thank you. I appreciate the attention to detail. <laughs> Thank you, whoever that may have been. <laughs> uh, so there are a couple points that I want to mention about the biggest ball twine in Minnesota that are not related to the greens. They're not related to the green. Okay, the green square. <laughs> I did notice that he really emphasized twenty seventh. Yes. Concert. Yeah. And I did notice. And obviously, the video clip that he plays in the background, or really the still pictures that he puts yeah. in the background. The slideshow. The slideshow, if you will. One of the pictures I thought was kind of funny. It's the twine ball and then this really heavy, thick chain attached to a tree and attached to the twine ball. 
<laughs> and Francis Johnson sitting out doing something, and it's just a picture of the twine ball chained to a tree. So I was just thinking, why would they need to chain the twine ball to a tree, first of all? Is theft in Darwin, Minnesota <laughs> that prevalent? And if so, who's going around stealing 21,000 pound <laughs> balls of twine. Maybe they just want to prevent someone from unraveling that sucker. And this, well, and then the other thing is, if you look at how it's kind of, or at least in the picture, to me, it's a thick chain. It really is. Like, it's I've almost like a boat anchor before. chain. You know, I've um, never noticed the chain. Now I need have to, to look, look for, for it. Yeah. And it's attached to the ball. But the way it looks like it's attached to the ball, it looks like it's just kind of like looped around one of the pieces of string you know that's attachable so for me i was thinking it's really easy to defeat this system all you need is a <laughs> pair of scissors cut the twine or really just need another piece of twine and then you can just like <laughs> some way to cut through that twine which shouldn't be very difficult perhaps dave maybe it is not a security chain and maybe it's just a way to attach it to a crane because how are you going to lift that but why was that? it attached to a tree well, <laughs> maybe mean, it was just sitting there on the ground, and then a tree grew around it. <laughs> it just was there for many years. I'd like to know the story behind that. Unfortunately, Francis Johnson can't tell us, so unless somebody uh, knows that story. Do we have any listeners in Darwin, Minnesota? Let us know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Or any experts on balls Ask of Ask the twine. mayor, yeah. That would be great. We'd love to talk to you for the podcast. Give us a call, 347-SPATULA. <laughs> Anything else on Twineball? No, I think I'm okay. So next song was Word Crimes. And just to reiterate this from the other centimeters, and maybe people are just like, I only want to listen to Centimeter 22, so you haven't heard this before. <laughs> but after the Red Rock show, I was talking to Lisa Popeil about the car horn that we always listen for in Twineball. And she said that there's something she would hear in word crimes right after Alice's nomenclature. So I've been listening to try and catch it. And during this show, I thought I heard like a little bit of kazoo. Oh. So perhaps that. But I mean, last show, I thought I heard a cha-cha. So <laughs> <laughs> I could just be hearing things. <laughs> or they could be mixing it up every single show. That's true. Maybe they, something we should be tracking in this right Right. Well, write down uh, kazoo for this one. <laughs> oh, I'm curious to find out what happens in the evening <laughs> episode. I do have some points on word crimes when you're done. Yeah, I have a point on word crimes. I'm sure you're going to bring it up, so I'll just let you bring it up. Okay. So, in the beginning of word crimes, the first thing that Al did is he came out and he licked his finger. He pointed over to the side of the stage and he yelled, turn me up, which of course is the first vocals in that song. But I'd never seen him lick his fingers before. So <laughs> I don't know if... In if all I, the I've years just, of watching Al and what he does with his fingers, we've never seen him lick them. At least not for that song. <laughs> in that context. Yeah, I thought so it was... I don't, know, I don't know if that was just me ne being I unobservant. It, yeah, and I never did see that. It. I thought he like licked it and then it was like kind of like, you know, we go, it could lick and go... Like, he kind of licked it and pointed towards the side of the stage, which I've seen him point to the side of the stage during that. I didn't think he was pointing. I thought he was doing the, like, you know, you touch someone and, like, you pretend, like, oh, you're so hot. You know, that was my impression of it. Okay. It could have been. Unless I've just been missing it, I haven't seen him lick his fingers before. Yeah, it seemed new. It seemed new. So we'll have to pay attention at the last show. <laughs> we already saw that last show, and I wasn't paying attention to that. So, hey, hey spoiler alert. <laughs> Allegedly, I was not paying attention. And 
The other thing I had, I don't know if you have this. I have this. Yeah, you can do it. You know. Okay, so I call this boxer leakage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is especially prominent. I've especially seen this before. Especially prominent boxer leakage. Sometimes it's just like when he raises his hands, you know, the shirt goes up and you can see the heart boxers for one more minute. Yeah. But something happened where his shirt must have got caught and it was just like out in the open. Yeah, it was like, a it was like oh my God, Al's boxers are on display. <laughs> so if, and, I guess if you didn't know what was coming and you saw like... You'd yeah, like, you're just like, oh, Al wears heart Al wears boxers. Heart <laughs> underwear? Okay, sure. And they're like kind of bunched up and sticking <laughs> out. Like It's kind of bizarre if you don't know what's coming. Yeah, so we had a little boxer leakage in this one. <laughs> but at some point, though, it did kind of fix itself. So either Al pulled yeah. down and realized and pulled down his shirt, or yep. the shirt fell down due to gravity. <laughs> it was covered. But it really doesn't need to last for too long, because the next song up is One More Minute. And I did notice that in the beginning, he started out with a seductive dance Look up at on my stage. Note. I wrote seductive dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was funny it was really funny i was like oh okay yeah i've never seen al do that dance at the beginning or at all and it was really funny like it, yeah it's it hilarious and then the best part of one more minute i mean obviously you know he sat on someone's lap and yes yeah, it was kind of cool did you notice that the first woman that he went over and sat on her lap she was wearing a weird al for president t-shirt i saw that that was cool. really cool <laughs> I don't know if that was homemade or something that someone's... I mean, it's obviously not an official... Oh, it's not an official merchandise item, but it was well done. Yeah, it, it was, was cool. cool. So wherever she picked it up from or if she did it herself, that was... I feel like cool. the guy with her also had one on. Yes, so the, her, the, the couple, gentleman with yeah. her. Yeah. I'm assuming they were together as right. a couple. Uh, <laughs> Unless or, it was an amazing, amazing coincidence. coincidence that both of them were sitting exactly <laughs> next to each other. With the same shirt. <laughs> same shirt. <laughs> And then my favorite part of the song was when Al tossed the boxers. And ever since he started tossing it not on stage from the front of the audience, I haven't seen him switch it back. So he still is going to the front of the audience on the ground floor. And he threw it right into, like he knew what he was doing. He was aiming for her face and it landed on her face, completely covering it. It was so great. (laughs) That is such a fun song. I mean, some of the other stuff that went on during this particular show is that the next woman, after he did go up to her, and he did give her an orange scarf. I don't remember if the colors of the scarf were ever orange before. I'm sure they were. I feel like we should track it. It's kind of hard to see, but I I felt the first scarf of the evening was purple, and then the next one was orange. So I am curious about that, and I wish that we pay attention more and or would be able to see it more because with the lights sometimes it's with hard the lights to tell. it is hard to tell and he is in the audience i mean the camera person who follows him around carl know, does a really good job of keeping him on screen and in focus and all that but you know sometimes you there's just factors that get in the way where you can't right or you can't uh, yeah be everywhere because yeah, so, i mean sometimes al will be walking and you think he's walking straight and then he'll just like double back real quick right. and like hop on someone so you know <laughs> I did also notice that he did wipe his nose, or at least fake to wipe his nose right, on right, the scarf. Right. <laughs> and he also took out the fork and he tapped it on uh, some woman's nose. Yes, he <laughs> tapped it a couple times. <laughs> and then as you said, he goes up and he dips the boxers the on. The boxers are great. Which is great. Javier said at the meet and greet earlier, he was trying to petition Al <laughs> to give him the boxers or the fork. And Al said, maybe if you're wearing a wig. <laughs> 
So then we had the much-aspired drum solo. Yes, yes. I could see from our vantage point, I could see him kind of getting changed into what I like to call the puffy shirt, the right. Seinfeld puffy shirt right. that he wears you know, for the, the next several songs. Because he calls for a drum solo, he runs off the stage, and you know, Bermuda does a little bit of stick and then does his little drum solo. And meanwhile, yeah. Al's pulling this shirt over his head. He's got a microphone in one hand and everything. <laughs> and you know, he's trying to get dressed and, and organized. And he does it so fast and so efficiently because then immediately, like you said, he's got to say something. Like as soon as Bermuda's done, right. he's got to say something. So I noticed he's got the microphone already while he's trying to pull the shirt over his head. It's just really like amazing how little time he has to actually to do this costume right. change and how efficiently... He could have more it. time if they had Bermuda do a longer one, right. but the joke is that it's short, <laughs> so it kind of works against him. But, you know, I do notice usually as he comes back with that on, he's still kind of pulling it down yeah. and straightening it up. You know, after the drum solo, he went, John Bermuda Schwartz, what a guy! <laughs> and I don't think right, he cool. said that before, so... Yeah, he usually reserves what a guy for Steve J. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I, Bermuda is what a guy, so... Yeah. I mean, it fits. It's good. It's all good. So, before we get to Jurassic Park, I just want to catch people up on episode 21 centimeter. Yep. You know, and just for the bonus episodes in general... Ever since I was able to join the Centimeter episodes, because the first couple you recorded with Jackie, because I was not there, ever since I've joined, a mainstay for these reviews for me is reporting on the color of the beverage in Jurassic Park. And yesterday, episode 21 Centimeter, you made a very bold assertion. And you said... I made a guarantee. You made a guarantee, and you said that for the rest of these five shows that we had left yes. of this tour, you said every single one was going to be red. Yes, I did make a prediction. So you I made that prediction. Every single, every single drink that Al drinks during Jurassic Park would be red. Yeah, and I mean, you know, just going back and through that's the history. based on history, you know, going the, back the through history, pretty good at that. They're that typically history, red. Yes. Sometimes they're orange. Yes. So, so how did I do this this evening? So, so or this evening this came, afternoon, the, you know, this early show came, and you had said all the rest were going to be red. Yeah. And I trust you, Dave. I mean, you, you're a, a very high-caliber, yes. high-stature Weird Al fan. Yes. You, you know, the original Weird Al tattooed fan. You have a, an amazing collection, you know, paralleled by no other non-Al or band member. So I trust you when, when you told me that it was going to be red. Yep. And I was confident enough that I wasn't even going to write it down until Hawkeye walks out on stage and the beverage was not red, but a light orange. Now, see, I did say that the beverage would be red. And if you remember from your, your <laughs> science class, okay. right, that there are three primary colors. Okay. Right? There is red. There is yellow and there is blue. Okay. And to get any other color, you can mix those colors together. Right. So to get the color which you say is orange, the <laughs> color of this drink, you need to take some portion of yellow and you need to mix that with some portion of red. That's the only way you can come up with an orange. There has to be red in there. So my argument is that I am absolutely correct in saying that so far up to this point, since I've made that promise or that prediction, 
that every drink has been red. I didn't say it had to be fully red. <laughs> I just said it had to be red. And the components of it, the color orange, are red and yellow in some particular mixture to come up with that. So yeah, but if you squeeze an orange and you get orange juice, it, it's not red and yellow juice making orange juice. But It's just orange. But the color is orange, yes. And that is consisted of the color red and the color yellow. So, All right. I don't buy that. Sorry, Dave. I'm going to have to well, bump you down I'm a couple points. That I'm one. sticking by my prediction that from now on. <clears throat> I would love for our listeners to weigh in. It's <laughs> it, science. There's really nothing to argue about. <laughs> well, facts are now opinions in this day and age, so weigh in. Is Dave full of crap? <laughs> you know, I trusted you, Dave. I trusted you, and... You still can't I, trust me because I, I think I'm this, still batting a thousand this, so this far. This is still kind of a stretch, I would say. But, yeah, okay. Okay. I think it's a stretch. <laughs> well, I'm still sticking by my prediction that every show that we're going to be at from now on is going to be red. It's going to contain at least a micron of red. <laughs> it will be red. Okay. All right. Can't wait to see what happens for the, uh, <laughs> the, the, evening, the show? evening show. It'll be interesting um, to find out what happens on the <laughs> evening show. Uh, for the listeners, we, of course, have the answer. So the other thing that I mentioned yesterday for the first time episode 21 centimeter is at the end of the kind of al relaxing segment i noticed the al's gals kind of like <laughs> you know fanning themselves yes. and you know fixing their hair and you know getting ready <laughs> and then when al joins back you know they you know snap back yes. into the professional you know dancer and it's really funny i'm yeah. glad i noticed that i don't know how long they've been doing it but it's really funny to yeah, watch. Yeah, since you pointed that out, I did look for that, and it, it, was, it was very entertaining. So it was a, a nice little addition to the... Yeah, I love, you know, the Al's gals, they really think about the songs, the lyrics, yes. and they come up with really funny stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm bummed because I'm assuming that without an orchestra tour, I mean, Al hasn't confirmed or denied if any sort of orchestra tour would be back, but... Right. If there wasn't an orchestra tour, I think it would be a stretch for them to have backup singers. I mean, it would be amazing if they did, but... I don't see why they couldn't have the backup singers. Yeah. They're certainly, they add a lot to the show. They add a lot to the vocals. And yeah. And I think they're a good fit. I mean, it seems like that these tours that Al's been doing recently, he's been taking the stuff that works really well and that he likes and bringing it forward to the next tour. Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff on the Vanity Tour... You know, little stuff, but it made it into the Strings Attached tour. So it'd be kind of yeah. cool to see what also carries over from the Vanity tour and from the Strings Attached tour into the next tour, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. I My mean, argument I, is that the Al's Gals are such a welcome part, and they are so entertaining. Their yeah, I, voices are amazing, and they, they add so much depth to the sound of the yeah. songs. I would love to see them I, stay. I, 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 yes, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I, would, I would love to see them stay. After Jurassic Park, we had the RIAA special announcement. Yes. Don't download this song. <laughs> Don't download this song. <laughs> and you told me to watch for in this song where there's kind of like a... I don't know if it's a water tower or something. Yeah, it's a gets, water tower. Gets right. shot with a, a rocket and right. explodes in fire. Yes. And you said to watch for the... The, the orange lights, and yes. I did notice that, so that yeah. was cool. It's kind of cool. Right as the fire starts, the lights turn orange, <laughs> and it, it's a really cool effect. Yeah, it's that, cool. It's happening. It's, it's well lit, that song. The lighting's really cool on it, and it always sounds amazing. Then Al said, you know, I don't like getting controversial. <laughs> I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And went into his spiel about 
<laughs> you know, it's okay to to say we happy weasel stomping day. Right. <laughs> when they go to the, uh, not the instrumental break, but yeah, I guess instrumental squealing break <laughs> where, you know, there's just crushing noises and the lights kind of turn off so you can see yeah. the screen. Al kind of moves his head side to side and, yep. and Jim and Steve also do it. Yep. And for this show, Steve was just like, he could not get in sync with Al and Jim. And he kept like trying to, you know, compensate. Yeah. And he kept, I know and that he even just gave up. Just kind of like, I think eventually he did get into, he did. He did, yeah. get, he did get into sync with them. But what are those things? Like a metronome? Yeah. Like, like eventually kind of syncs up. <laughs> They're kind of darkened too when they're doing it. So yeah. it's kind of like, yes, you can see the video in the background. You can see just these heads that are bobbing back yeah. and forth with, you know, Viking helmets on. And, and, they're, and they're almost always in sync. And yeah. For one particular, whatever reason, Steve, Steve had a little trouble getting in sync. I always move my head in rhythm with Al. I, you know, I follow Al as the leader. <laughs> so then we had a very exciting track steve got to redeem himself with a bass solo yeah and he didn't even use his hands no he's, he's so talented he can play a bass solo with his teeth it was a big twang it was it loud. was a loud twang <laughs> oh so one thing that we yeah. didn't mention is we heard from jw that he was wearing the shirt we gave him yesterday the podcast shirt right, right. and so yesterday as we mentioned in episode 21 centimeter during tacky, Al approaches and, you know, knocks over JW. So we're thinking like, oh my God, if Al does this again, we're going to get to see our podcast logo on JW with Al knocking him over. So we were so excited for this. You know, obviously we're excited for tacky anyway, because it's, it's just such a fun song and watching the audience is hilarious. But there was no JW. There was no prep <laughs> Yes, he There was no appearance. <laughs> no, he was not hanging out in the lobby. So, <laughs> But there were some cool people hanging out in the lobby because the ushers were starting to catch on and get. And they were doing some yeah. dancing and stuff, <laughs> which is really cool. And then when he came back in the theater, you know, he kind of sat in an empty seat and just, just sat down next to some guys sitting in an empty <laughs> seat, which is really cool. And then there was a really, really funny moment. He walked up, and of course, you know, in the line where he's talking about twerking, he, he actually stops and he start, turns around and he tries to twerk in someone's it was face. perfect. And it was perfect. And this woman was kind of sitting out, you know, leaning into the aisle, and he just kind of turned around and just, just started twerking. twerking right her, and she started, like, dancing along with the twerking, and it was, it was a very funny moment. That uh, was great. And then I could not stop laughing. Oh, um, yes. The next part... When Al was coming back to the stage, there's a security guard right at the end of the stairs. Al sat on the guy's lap, and he stayed on him for like 30 seconds, <laughs> just singing right to the guy. And as he got closer, as Al got closer to the guy, the guy kept leaning back. So yeah. Al kept leaning forward. Yeah, I, the guy, the guy, I mean, the guy was enjoying it. He was smiling, yes. but it was hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah point, I was laughing out loud. Yeah, at one point I'm like... He's going to fall off his chair. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time Al got closer, he moved a little bit further away. <laughs> like He's going to get knocked over. That would be so hilarious. As long as he didn't get hurt falling off right. his chair. That would be absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So then we had the reason the tour is to put together Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Yes. And I noticed that, you know, so Al says, you know, it, it, I, we never did this as part of the tour because, we, you know, it could never be... Perform correctly. Perform without, correctly without a, a, a forty-one piece orchestra. And so, yes. and then Al goes, 
and today we have a 41-piece order. Normally he says, tonight we have a 41-piece ah. order. So I noticed that Al is very particular because it was a 2 p.m. show to say, today, today. we have nice. a 41-piece order. Nice attention to detail. Huh? Yes, and no confetti again. <laughs> yes. For the next song, Jackson Park Express, uh, I don't know if maybe the afternoon Seattle audience wasn't terribly <laughs> familiar with this song because it was getting a lot of laughs yes. throughout the song, yeah. which, it, you know, it usually gets laughs because it is a funny song and it's, it's, it's yeah. great to hear perform live. But I did notice there was a more laughs than usual during this uh, particular song. So maybe people were hearing it for the first time. Yeah. And listening to it reminded me of something we forgot to mention from yesterday Yeah, is we were talking to Peaches, who does the lights. We met him for the first time yesterday. And we're complimenting how much we love the lights on Jackson Park Express because, you know, literally any lyric that maybe has a color associated, that color <laughs> becomes, on, it's amazing on stage. Yeah. So we were kind of gushing to Peaches about the design on that. And he said that there are 67 different light cues wow. in that, which is insane. Like that is wow. a lot. I think think he really goes above and beyond, and it really shows. The lighting is always so good during these shows. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed this, but when Al does the I like your boobs line, Monique gets really wide-eyed as if she's like kind of offended. <laughs> it's so funny. And then she goes right back into her smile. But it's really fun oh, to watch. I'll have to look for that. I haven't yeah. noticed that. So I like your boobs. Watch Monique. <laughs> Do you have anything else on Jackson Park Express? No. You want? We need to report on, did he say effect or effect? Yes. Well, he does say effect with an A. Continues to be effect. Or he doesn't say it. So yeah. The video says it. You know, I've kind of waffled on this for a bit, Dave, but I've made a decision. Yes. I have decided I'm okay, and I think it's appropriate that guys capitalized. Okay. I've talked about this off and on, you know, that it was an error, and I now see the error in my ways because his name is Bill Nye the Science Guy, and that's part of his title, them calling him Guy, it would make sense that it's capitalized. So I'm okay. I apologize for any confusion <laughs> I may have caused, any you know heartache I may have caused, but there's just the one error now. I see that there's only one error. Well, what are your thoughts on the word beaker then being capitalized? Beaker? The beaker with a bow tie. Oh, beaker. I think that's a reference to the Muppets. So that's okay being capitalized? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm just curious. Okay. All right. So the only issue we have is the word crime with the word effect versus effect. effect. I mean, just to defend Al, that was on it, on the video he got from Epic Rap Battles of History. So it's their word crime. But if you witness a murder, you know about a murder, and you don't tell anyone about it, you know, you're still part of that crime. So unfortunately, Al, you're an accessory to this word crime. By perpetuating Especially it. being that, as I pointed out in a previous bonus centimeter episode, if you go to the official Epic Rap Battles YouTube page and you watch this video on their page, they've since corrected the spelling. So there is really no reason why that corrected spelling couldn't be used. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact it's that... It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. We're and, the only people who've noticed. And, well, you're the only person who noticed. I didn't notice. <laughs> I never even read the lyrics because I know the song. Other than the fact that it, it means absolutely nothing to anybody except for me, <laughs> which is not enough reason to correct it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Al. Just to... 
<laughs> in fact, he may even be intentionally leaving it in there. <laughs> He's adding <laughs> more word it. crimes just to see if we notice. So then smells like Nirvana. Yes. I mean, was that our pick of the night last night? I think that was my pick of the night. I don't know if I ever officially called it, but yeah, I it, think that was the, the pick I of mean, the night. I mean, there's something really special about doing that song in this city. And I feel like they kind of, I don't know if it was just, you know, it seemed that way, but it seemed like there was extra fog even from the beginning. Like they really let it pump. I feel like they were just like, we're going to do it up. We are in Seattle. This is kind of the hometown Weird Al song. And it was so great. The second that you could see Steve and Al's gals kind of walk out on stage. You can kind of see that, you know, Steve's dressed up as Chris Novoselic and the gals are all dressed up as cheerleaders with right. their pom-poms. So you can kind of see their shadows walking on stage. You know, the audience kind of picked up on that and realized what was coming. And yep. as soon as Steve yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of walked out and the Al's gals walked out, they, they were cheering because they knew what was coming. So it was really kind of cool. And like you said, the stage was so filled with fog. It was amazing. And also, I don't know if you noticed or not, but Al's like eyes open really wide because they're usually closed during the line where he says, Seattle. Oh, really? Right, yeah. A garage band from Seattle. He opened his eyes really wide to kind of just to emphasize the word Seattle or the city Seattle. That's awesome. I didn't uh, know that. Which was really cool. And of course, you know, huge, huge applause for the hometown there. And so one thing I always notice is that, I mean, sometimes people sing along, but Saga Begins and Yoda, everyone's singing yes. along. But I felt that during this song, especially, you know, some of the lines like, never mind, I heard yeah. a lot of the audience singing yes, along. Yes. So that was pretty cool. Not in an obnoxious way, in a just like, I'm so excited that I, I just can't mouth along. I can't just, you know, listen. I have to be part of it. So it was really cool. And yeah, of course, Seattle and anytime he said Nirvana also got yeah, an extra woo and yes. excitement. And then I noticed, even after the song ended, there was still so much fog in the audience. Like you could, you know, you could yeah, it, you know, the see fog it all had, around right, The fog had, had come, had come it out rolled and, in. and overrolled the audience and... I'm familiar with the smell of what the fog machine is because ever since I was in high school, I was in a church youth group which put on a haunted house uh, on Halloween or or near Halloween. And one of the things that they used in this haunted house was this fog machine. So I'm very familiar with the smell. And for years afterwards, I came back as an alumni to the youth group and I helped out for for many, many years. So every time I smell that smell, it instantly brings me back (laughs) to haunted halls, which is really, uh, that's great. It's really cool. So it was like kind of nice that, ah, as soon as it came, the fog, I saw it was coming towards me. I'm like, oh, I know what I'm going to smell. And I smelled the haunted halls and it was really cool. Mm. Um, One other thing we should kind of note is that when Al threw out the cup, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it landed in the aisle right between where Rupa and Javier were sitting. Yes. And I was like, one of them is going to go for it. Which one? And who was the winner? It was Javier. <laughs> yes, Javier. <laughs> Got it. But spoiler alert, he didn't keep the cup. No, he didn't. So I, was, we can talk about we, that later. Or we can talk about it now. now. We brought it up. We might as well. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, he came over and he offered it to us. And Dave, you accepted I accepted, but then also Fred was there, and Fred had said she had never had a oh a, really a cup before, or the cup she had something had happened to it. So Fred ended up with the cup. Oh, cool! I didn't realize yeah. that. No, I, 
Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I certainly would have taken it for the collection, and I was wanted to make sure that Javier was fine giving it away, and he said he was because he had gotten the cup last night. Last yeah, night, I didn't yeah. even realize that. So he actually said, I, I don't need two cups. I'll give it away to somebody, and he offered it to us, and, and yeah. I was ready to take it, but I said if somebody else wants oh, it. Oh, yeah, I would I would take a, a cup every day. Yeah, and Fred stepped up and said that she wanted the cup. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh. Take it then. That's great. Yeah, I got a cup. If you remember the Syracuse yes. episode, I found a cup and <laughs> I had, uh, had JW authenticated. and Al authenticated it nice. for me. Your certificate of authenticity. Yes. <laughs> Al certificate. <laughs> yes. Authenticity, Al authenticity. It's authentic. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So next up was Dare to Be Stupid. Yeah, and you know I have a lot of rituals for this song. You do. And you were sitting next to me. How did you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have problems with audience okay. participation. Right. So please, yes, if you're in the audience and you're coming out for a Weird Al show, you should be enjoying it. So anything <laughs> anybody wants to do for audience participation, as long as they're not being like obnoxious about right. it, you know, then go for it. You're not being obnoxious with anything. Well, good. That you're okay, doing. good. Yeah, I love my stomping. I love my dare to be stupid hand signals. <laughs> I do want to bring up one thing in Dare to be Stupid is that I noticed this not at every show, but Every once in a while, you'll notice somebody in the orchestra singing along to Dare to be Stupid. Ah, that yeah. seems to be That's the like one, that the one song that people know in the orchestra and sing along to. And believe it or not, I'm not making this up, Bernie Sanders was <laughs> singing along to Dare to be Stupid. All right, he's got my vote. I got to vote for Bernie. If he's <laughs> no, we're not making any political Oh, no, I'm not going to vote for actual Bernie. I'm going to vote for the guy who looks like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I'm going to write him in. <laughs> For president, I vote for the, the guy, guy who, who looks, looks like, like Bernie Sanders, Sanders from Seattle, <laughs> Tiffany. All right. Who played violin and, <laughs> and put a, a dish towel over the, <laughs> the chin piece. Bernie was singing along, so not only is he a great Bernie Sanders and Christopher Guest, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> impersonator, but he also is a Weird Al fan, yes. which is really, really cool. Then we went into White and Nerdy, and yep. again, as soon as it pops up in the Jeopardy thing, people... You know, scream for, you know, eat it and like a surgeon, but people just go wild for white and nerdy. So, yeah, I always want to say that white and nerdy may have gotten louder cheers than smells like Nirvana. It could have been. It was a close call. If not, it was very close. And white and nerdy is such, I mean, they're both important songs to Al's history. Kind yeah. of, they, you know, mark a comeback, yeah. so to speak, you know, or, or at least, a, you know, huge bump from the previous right. year. Or the previous album or previous singles. But White and Nerdy is one of those songs where it's just, it's always funny. It's always good. I mean, and the segue is just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and did you notice the Al's gals had this angry gangster look on them? Yeah. yeah it was really kind of cool. I love yeah. that they they wear the nerd glasses. Yes, that's cool. <laughs> it's great. So then we had Amish Paradise, yep. and Jim did the crazy swirly. So <laughs> he's been a lot more consistent with that now that he started it. I like it. Yeah. And we did get arm waving. At least I arm waved on off. Well, I don't know yeah. if you noticed this. So I usually, we've talked about this yeah. before, but I usually do my left arm. I did notice. And I usually only do the second and third. But because this is my last time sitting next to you, this tour, I decided that I would join you for the first verse. Yeah, that was really kind of cool. Was, <laughs> I'm glad you're finally coming over to my side. Well, I'm, I'm arm waving. I did it so it wouldn't just be two people, you and Jackie. <laughs> I, I wanted to to join in, and it was fun. Did I do it in the second show? 
Tune in to episode 23 to find out. 23 centimeter, you will find out. So Amish Vamp, right? This is interesting because you had pointed out earlier that Al said today. Yes. I don't know if you picked up on this, but he said, I'd like to play all night. Yes, I and did write that down. It was during the daytime show. so. And he also said good night. He also said good night. So maybe it just got late enough that he <laughs> was comfortable saying that. <laughs> So I don't know if I don't know was, what else he would say. I mean, all day long, you know. I was I, waiting for him, and maybe this is scripted because you know there is music behind it, you know, so it has to, you know, kind of go through the orchestra yeah. and magazine. But I was kind of thinking, you know, how he kind of says, "I wish I could play all night," or in this case, really, what he should have said, right. is, "I wish I could play all day," but mm-hmm. I can't because, well, we have another show, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, that we have to be prepared right. for. I was thinking he might have said that, and he didn't. So. Was kind of noteworthy. I noticed that both Jim and Ruben lifted their hats, like kind of, you know, <laughs> as they're leaving. And Steve also lifted his hat, but he did not do the beard trick where oh. he yanks down the beard. And I had noticed, and Jackie agreed, that it looked like he had a new beard, a fuller beard. So I'm wondering if, you know, we mentioned in the last night that it popped off. I wonder if right. he broke it and they had to make him a new one. And he was either nervous to break it or they're like, <laughs> don't yank on it. You're going to break it. <laughs> so, or maybe it's not elastic. Maybe it's uh, Velcro or something. So maybe it's his real beard. Maybe, Yeah, maybe he grew that out between <laughs> white and nerdy and Amish. So during the little section between the ending of the Amish vamp and the encore where the theater gets dark and everything, I did notice that the entire theater gave a standing ovation. Which it was, was great. really kind of cool. So then at the end of that encore, then we get the Rubenperer, the yes. rise of the Rubenperer. And I noticed that he did not point to the orchestra at the end because he kind of like points side to side and then he points to the orchestra at the very end and he did not do it this show. And my notes say, skitch half half at pooch. So that's very important to note. Oh, yes, yes. Skitch half half at pooch. <laughs> very important. I don't know if I said this on the podcast last night, but my guess was that we would have the same crew of right. I would think we would too, but it was different. It, it was, was different. It was, it was actually very different. Very different. It was probably it was one of the um, lighter ones I've yeah, seen I this tour. Remember and be, could just not be remembering, but I don't remember there being so few. There Star were only Wars five characters. characters on stage. There were two stormtroopers. Vader and then two troopers on the other yeah, side. So I don't know if it was because it was a daytime show that maybe they had some trouble getting in a certain Perhaps. 501st characters. Yeah, I mean. But it was surprising. It was a very slim pickings for the 501st. I also did notice that even though there were only four stormtroopers up there, one of them had a kind of an extra piece they don't always have. And that one of the stormtroopers, the one that was closest to Steve, actually yeah. had handcuffs on his belt. Oh, cool. So it was kind of cool to see. Uh, I guess he was one of the stormtroopers that was maybe uh, in the little uh, detention area that had Chewbacca handcuffed or something. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but it was kind of cool to, to see, like, oh, this, this stormtrooper has a little extra accessory on his belt. It was kind of very cool. I remembered something from the Lewiston show that I forgot to mention on that podcast bonus episode, and that was, I I don't know, do you wave your hands during Saga? It depends on a lot of things, whether I do. Uh, I'm not consistent with it. Yeah, I do not wave my hands, and the main reason is because the stormtroopers are always, they can't see each other, so they're always so off that if I try and wave my hands, I get so confused, (laughs) so I I don't do it. So I mentioned that to Lisa and Monique in Lewiston, 
and they agreed that it can be very distracting <laughs> to see that. But Monique shared with me, she said what's even more distracting for her is sometimes she can smell the costumes. So Whoa. she said that there was a particular Vader who must not have washed the costume in years. And she said she was like gagging, like trying, because she's very close to them. They're right in front of her. True. So something I would have never thought of, but now I'm like, I kind of, I'm like hoping that they washed the cape <laughs> <laughs> for poor Monique, who's up there. Singing. Wow, sorry. So if there are any uh, 501st members who are listeners to our podcast, and I'm guessing that there probably are, yeah, <laughs> please make sure that you wash your outfits. Or Febreze it, at least. Just, you know. <laughs> and, and please let the other uh, stormtroopers and characters in your troop know to please wash their outfits. Right? Yeah. <laughs> On occasion. <laughs> at least once in a while. Yeah, and I did notice that the stormtroopers were doing the arm waves as they always do, but the audience was doing it this show. And I feel like I did do it this show. The stormtrooper all the way on the Steve side? Yeah. And I also noticed the way we say Jim side or Steve side, we could also say the Lisa side or Scotty side. Or we could say the Bermuda side or the Ruben side. We could. But it seems to be that... But they are the furthest... You know, to the side. So Yeah, it seems to be that that's kind of what's caught on is the gym side and the Steve right. side. Because actually, I don't know if you remember this, but prior to the Running With Scissors tour, Ruben and John actually switched sides. Ruben mm, used to okay. be on the left and John was on the right as you're looking at the stage. So how we're gonna, I'm going to say this is going to sound weird, but Ruben was on Jim's side. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and Bermuda was on Steve's side. So that was up until about, I believe it changed in 1999 with the Running With Scissors tour. Hmm. So it's more consistent that Steve and Jim have pretty much been consistent with right. like that. And of course, Scotty and Lisa are new to this tour. So, But they've been consistent. But they've been consistent, um, yes. So, But I think that just the kind of the common you know way to describe it is Jim and Steve and people will know what you're talking about. So I noticed that the stormtrooper, the furthest on Steve's side, when Al sings and stick it in your pointy ear, he or she tapped on their approximate where ear would be <laughs> for a stormtrooper. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, that's cool. So we had the Mexican hat dance. This was kind of interesting. Yeah. So uh, Ruben, of course, you know, he does his little clapping bit in that song and he did it and of course he stops and he doesn't do the last two notes and he tricks a lot of people and he when he tricked a lot of people he kind of stood up and he yelled come on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny it was funny so it was great to see the rubemperer kind of playing with the audience as he always does and then we had yoda yeah and so for the second verse al yelled do it better <laughs> which has been pretty consistent now right. for a number of shows he's been saying that yep and i noticed at the end Sometimes Al will go over to, to Steve, and Steve will kind of like point his fingers up, like lift up the accordion, and Al will kind of right. do it. And they haven't really been doing that as much anymore. But what I noticed today was Al was playing the accordion and stretching it out far, and Steve put his ear right up to the <laughs> the accordion part and was like listening, and he had like a really big grin on his face. I did notice the grin on, on the, his the face. big smile. Yeah. I did notice that Al had a huge grin on his face as the show was ending as well. So you could tell he was really enjoying. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we did get confetti with the white yes. square confetti. And <laughs> sometimes you see the confetti and, and you'll see like there are, you know, mostly it's a bunch of little squares. But sometimes there's clumps that stick together. And <laughs> just 
happened, a giant clump landed right in my hand. <laughs> and, you know, probably 60 or 70 little pieces of paper all stuck together. So that was really funny. Yeah, that was funny. You think you just, like, kind of open out your hand and all of a sudden, clump? Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to catch a, a snowflake on your tongue and, and having a snowball land in your throat. Like, this is really funny. <laughs> It was so unexpected, so I kept it. <laughs> yep, I mean, we were definitely in the confetti splatter zone for that one. So yeah, we were cool. in the center. That's that's one thing I wanted to mention is the first Seattle show I was on Steve's side, and then this show I was on the center, very the very center, the, the yeah, right side. on the aisle, basically. Yeah. Yep. Before we headed out to the bus, and while they were still clearing out the theater, they played the weird. Oh, that's uh, right. Clip a couple times, and they kept starting and stopping and turning the sound on and off. So. I'm just assuming they were trying to fix something or maybe a little glitch in there and they were just doing a little bit of run-throughs. Yeah, it was interesting um, that you did point that out because uh, had um, TV set up all around the venue, if you went out to get a drink or you yep. used the restroom or something, you could see it. So there was a, a TV in the men's room and as I walked in afterwards to use the restroom after show, I was like, heard the weird video clip playing and I was like, why are they replaying the concert and why did they start it <laughs> right. at weird? I didn't it right. didn't catch on to me that it was still a live feed to the stage. Yep. <laughs> then I kinda looked over after washing my hands and I could see the TV. I was like, Oh, okay. There's no one on stage. This must be a live feed. And then you confirmed that it, they were really playing weird over and over again. So we mentioned that JW was wearing a podcast shirt and then we were also informed that Melissa was wearing our yes. podcast shirt. And then we saw Lisa Popeil, yep. and she unzipped her hoodie, yeah. and she was also wearing our shirt. So it was really cool to have representation from three of our favorites. Yeah, and if anybody's going to any future shows, although this may not air by the time the tour is over, so maybe this is a new point. If you but, noticed. <laughs> but, but if you noticed, uh, and you happen to have any pictures of anybody in the band or crew wearing our podcast shirt, Please send them along to us. Tweet us at 2000inch, Instagram, Facebook. Let's put a bounty on it. We'll send you a sticker. Yeah, if you, if you get a picture of uh, one of the people in the crew or in the band, you know, wearing our shirt. You know, and, and this challenge is particularly helpful to time travelers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're the time traveler that was listening to our podcast yesterday, then yes. You so, have an advantage. Kind of a weird thing with us trying to hand out these shirts <laughs> is we haven't met every crew member. We, I mean, we know the band and we know Melissa and JW and Al's gals. But beyond that, we don't know everyone else as well. So I saw a guy and I recognized him. I didn't know who he was, though. I knew he was on the crew. I knew I had a shirt for him in, in the bag. <laughs> and I was like, hey, are you part of Al's crew? <laughs> and he kind of looks at me like... You know, obviously, anyone who's talking to him from the bus is like, you know, trying to get something from him. You know, like, hey, can you tell Al to come see me? You know, you know, that's probably what he's expecting you to say. I was like, are you tour with Al? And he's like, really cautiously, yeah. And I was like, what's your name? And he's like, he was like kind of getting creeped out. And I was like, oh, I'm asking because we made t-shirts for everyone in the crew, and I want to make sure I got you yours. And I was like, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, you know how we got everyone's shirts and names, and, he, and then he was like, okay, okay. And, and uh, we handed him the shirt, and he was really happy to have the shirt and talk to us. So oh, cool. It was nice to meet Dana. And 
I don't know what his title or position is, but I'm assuming it's a sound tech position because I noticed him on stage setting up microphones yeah. and getting that stuff situated. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the official title for that is, but yeah, I say he's definitely the gentleman on stage who sets up the audio. Yeah. yeah. And then we saw Monique. She was heading off to meet her friend, but we were able to hand her the shirt, and I, I let her know. It's so funny. Her and I have a non-Al-related mutual friend. I was able to share that with her, and it was nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. This is the first time that I, I got to ever meet Monique. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. it was kind of cool. Like I have not run into Monique uh, at any of the shows, so I did get to finally meet Monique, which I thought was really cool. And she's as friendly and nice as she looks on stage. She's th- exactly the same. Yeah. In, she, in oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's sweetest. Extremely sweet, extremely friendly, very nice. We saw another crew member approaching, and we recognized him <laughs> as the gentleman who holds the iMag, the camera that follows Al for Tacky and One More Minute yep. uh, out in the audience. And so, again, <laughs> hey, what's your name? <laughs> and he was even more freaked out than Dana was. And I was like, hey, and you know, I'm looking at the list of who we haven't met yet, yep. and it was either Jesse or Carl. So I was okay. like, hey, are you Jesse? He's like... No. <laughs> like, are you Carl? It's like, yeah. It's like, hey, I got a shirt for you. He's like, oh, thanks. So, you know, yeah, once they realize that, you know, hey, we're getting a free t shirt. Right. <laughs> and you guys are pretty cool. All right. 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 We'll talk to you. So, so that was, yeah, it was cool. cool. It's cool to get to meet, you know, some of these crew members that we had never interacted with or, yeah. or knew their names. Yeah, because <laughs> the next person we saw and got a shirt to was Marnie, yeah. who we know her because she, you know, sells the merch or, you know, runs the merch she's right. you know the merch coordinator so you know we get to see her all the time but someone like carl who's backstage and doing stuff you don't really get to interact with him as right. much so so it was great to meet him and then we did get to meet jesse i can't remember who he was walking back with he was walking back with someone who already maybe he was walking back with dana or peaches or someone and we got to meet jesse and then jim came out yeah and got to give jim his shirt so we knocked a lot of people off the list JW kind of came out with Jim, or JW might have been with Jesse. I don't remember. But, oh, that uh, may have been it. And, and we ended up with JW and Jim kind of hanging out. And Jim actually told us that he saw us from stage, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, you saw us from stage, so you're kind of checking out who's in the audience, <laughs> you know, and uh, you recognized us, which is really cool. Yeah, we were in the center, not too far yeah. back. So yeah. I was always surprised that, oh, yeah, I guess if we can see them on stage. They can see us. You yeah. know, I'm sure they got lights in their eyes once in a while, but I'm sure they can see <laughs> more of the right, audience than right. we think they can see. Uh, All so he has to do cool. is look for whose arms are waving during the first That's <laughs> verse during, of Amish. Uh, First was Amish Paradise, and you'll pick out me and Jackie at least. We did get to hang out with Jim and JW at the bus for a while. We took some pictures because JW is wearing our our logo. Yeah, some very funny pictures of JW in his uh, shirt and in in our official podcast traffic cone. Yes, (laughs) the Even Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al traffic cone made an appearance. And there were a couple other people that we were hanging out in the crowd that were kind of hoping to get to see Al or somebody in the band. And I did notice there was a gentleman wearing a mystery science theater 3000 shirt right um, and as of you know the recording of this past week like, jonah ray's new album came out jonah ray of course the current, current host of yep. mystery science theater and we just interviewed him so 
it was kind of cool. We, I was like, oh, well, this guy might be interested to know that, you know, we had just interviewed Jonah Ray and just put right. out the... So I went over and I struck up a conversation with him, and he, of course, he was. Uh, his name is Matt, right? And he does a podcast all about movies and stuff. And I asked him, well, have you ever done UHF? And he says, yeah, he's done uh, one episode where he compares UHF and The Jerk. Oh, really? So I was like, oh, that's totally cool. I'm going to totally check that out. That's so, a fun so thing. So he did give me his business card, and I'm going to check that episode out. That's great. I don't know if you caught it, but I did see the 501st packing yep. up and yep. leaving with their stuff, which I thought, well, you guys know there is another show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out shortly, but it could be uh, that the, a different group of for the 501st for the evening show. Or maybe they were taking to get them dry cleaned. <laughs> for Monique's sake. JW has given us some suggestions for Seattle. Yeah. And he suggested this restaurant. And Fred joined us it's there. Called, before. It's called Dragonfish. Oh, yeah, Dragonfish. And uh, Dragonfish and, and Fred are kind of... It's literally the restaurant that's underneath the hotel that I'm, stay, <laughs> that I'm staying in. So I'll walk over there with you guys. Yeah. I'll hang out with you for a little while. And then, you know, I'll head over to my hotel room or yeah. whatever. You know, so it was kind of cool. We uh, we went in. We got seated, like, right away. Just and it was cool. happy hour. It was like happy hour, cheap, which, cheap yeah. food and drinks. Really inexpensive food and drinks. And really good and tasty And it food. was really good food. I think we're going to call the episode at this point well somebody joined us in dragonfish and we're gonna save that as a cliffhanger and you will find out on episode 23 centimeter who that is and how the uh, concert went for the evening show at the paramount theater in seattle washington that was dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast bonus episode 22 centimeter My argument is that I am absolutely <laughs> correct in saying that so far, up to this point, that every drink has been red.